0: Friends, I want to uh, bring the word from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 6. Just a little phrase. The Apostle Paul says in 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 6, Therefore, let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. Let us watch and be sober. But he says, let us not sleep as do others. Friends, today is the, if you can't remember, it is the uh, Thursday, the 9th of uh, February. On the same day, on the 9th of February, 1555, a godly bishop was burnt at the stake. His name was John Hooper. I passed the place this morning when we went for our open air outreach in the center of Gloucester, I passed the place where he was burnt at the stake with another young man um, who was a 13-year-old boy, and uh, they were both burnt at the stake for their Christian faith and their uh, belief in the doctrine, uh, doctrines that the Reformation was um, bringing about, uh, the doctrines of the grace of God in salvation. Let me read to you just very quickly what Bishop uh, J.C. Ryle writes, and if you don't have the, uh, this book, I would strongly recommend you, The Five English Reformers. And our prayer ought to be, Lord, raise up such Englishmen amongst us. Ryle says this, on the morning of his martyrdom, he was led forth walking to the place of execution, where an immense crowd awaited him. It was marketplace, and it was reckoned that nearly 7,000 people were present. The stake was planted directly in front of the western gate of the cathedral close and within 100 yards of the deanery and the east front of the cathedral. The exact spot is marked now by a beautiful memorial at the east end of the churchyard of St. Mary the Lode. The window over the gate where popish friars watched the bishops' dying agonies stands unaltered to this day, and that is still the same to this day. When Hooper arrived at his, this spot, he was allowed to pray, though strictly forbidden to speak to the people. And there he knelt down and prayed a prayer which has been preserved and recorded by Fox, that is John Fox's uh, Fox's Book of Martyrs, and is of ex, exquisite, exquisitely touching character. Even then a box was put before him containing a full pardon if he would only recant. His only answer was, away with it. If you love my soul, away with it. He was then fastened to the stake by an iron round his waist and fought his last fight with the king of terrors. Of all the martyrs, none perhaps except Ridley, suffered more than Hooper did. Three times the faggots had to be lighted because they would not burn properly. Three quarters of an hour, the noble sufferer endured the mortal agony. As Fox says, neither moving backward, forward, nor any side, but only praying, Lord Jesus, have mercy on me. Lord Jesus, have mercy on me and receive my spirit. And beating his breast with one hand, till it was burned to a stump. And so the good Bishop of Gloucester passed away. Friends, I want to speak to you about sleepy saints. I uh, here the Apostle Paul says in 1 Thessalonians 5 and verse 6, Therefore let us not sleep. My friends, the time of reformation and revival is a time of awakening. While... John Hooper was being burnt at the stake. God was reviving England. God was awakening England. And, uh, and, and this is what we need. This is what uh, we must pray for. But the sad state of the fact is, dear friends, that we are sleeping. There's this sleepiness that is amongst the professing Christians and, uh, and the preachers of the word of God as prophets of old must uh, shake Uh, The churches, by the preaching of the word of God, to to cry out, awake, awake, Christians. And those of you um, who are hearing me, dear friends, I have to say honestly that uh, there's a great deal of sleepiness, even amongst those who profess to be Christians, and maybe even amongst us here. um, You know your heart. Uh, And let me give you some reasons why I believe uh, we are in such a sleepy age when even Christians are in danger of nodding off. True Christians, dear friends, are not fully or deeply asleep. Christians are never fully asleep, but they just, like an old man at times, nod off. Uh, But they are quickly aroused and brought again to realize they have uh, dropped off. There are four things that seemed to me to to make this a very dangerous, sleepy age. It is like the cave of Morpheus. Those of you who are familiar with Greek mythology, uh, this is, of course, not in the Bible, but in the cave of Morpheus, uh, it was the place where when you walked into this cave, you found yourself suddenly overcome, and you lay down. It's a place of dreams. And dear friends, this generation, and I believe the, the evangelical church in the West, it has entered into the, this dreamland. Uh, it, it's a time of laughter for people. It's a time of receiving awards, uh, not, a, not a time of weeping and crying out to God. And here the apostle says, let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. Why do I say that we are in danger of sleeping? It's because we are living in a time, first of all, is that God is hiding his face. In the Western world, it seems to me that God is hiding His face. We were out there this morning, very close to where George Whitfield was born, where John Hooper was burnt at the stake, and there was coldness, there is apathy, and not only that, but Christians are passing by. They say how wonderful it is, but there is no earnestness. It is in their in their hearts. Uh, and I feel that God is hiding his face from us as, as nations right now. Uh, and there is uh, no doubt whatsoever in my mind about it. God is hiding his, his face about, uh, from us. Uh, do you remember what Isaiah says? He put it, your iniquities, that is your sins, have separated between you and your God. That's, that's the trouble with Great Britain. That's the pr- trouble, trouble with United States and other nations of the world it would be untrue to say that that our nation is in a good good way today our nation is suffering from profound religious sleepiness and and for one reason or another and and god is hiding his face and this is where churches are now after about how many baptisms that they have had to report back how many supposedly people have made professions of faith but these people don't come to prayer meetings these people who have Uh, professed faith? Uh, Where is the genuineness? Uh, Where are they on the two services on Sundays? Churches even have stopped uh, the two services. They only have one Sunday morning. Where are the people? I ask you, where do you go uh, when there are services to be had, when there are prayer meetings to be had? Do you really go? Do you support uh, a Bible-believing church and, and attend as many services as you can? And again, I I, I do appreciate that physically some of us are are, are, are unwell. Some of us are uh, unable to get out physically. I'm talking about well-able-bodied people, those who are professing faith in Jesus Christ, supposedly. Where are they? Where are they? It seems to me that uh, that God has, has hidden his face from us. Um, <clears throat> in the past, I, I remember talking to one minister, and he said from 60 years ago, it seemed that every time there was a service, every time there was preaching of the word of God, it seemed that God was saving individuals in these people, in these churches, and and they they would be on fire for God, going on year in, year out, serving the Lord. But that's not what we see now. And and I, I would say to you, it is because God is hiding his face from us. Dear friends, another point is this, secondly, that God's spirit is being withheld. God's spirit is being withheld. Uh, and, and again, that is my personal conviction. Um, God's spirit is being withheld. Do you remember uh, what was said uh, just before the, the flood in Noah's time? This is what God said to the people living before the flood. He said, my spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he also is flesh. God's spirit, dear friends, and this is a worrying thing. What does it mean? God's God's spirit shall not always strive with man. Well, usually when things are in a normal condition, there there is so much of God's spirit abroad in the church and even in society that people at least, even if, if they are not converted, live a decent life. And, um, and to a large extent, there is a regularity of their lives. Husbands are faithful to their wives. Wives are faithful to the husband, the children. There is order in the home somewhat, even in a uh, non, um, uh, non-Christian home, in a society where the Spirit of God is active. And... Um, limiting the works of the evil one and the devices of men. Uh, and, uh, of course, we can't idolize the past, but it seems to me that in, in decades before, uh, the Spirit of God was more at work in our lands. And uh, and that is another thing. And uh, there is, thirdly, a de- de- decree, degree of reprobation in our society, and that shows that that we are in danger, the church is in danger of sleepiness. Um, and uh, this is what we see in our nation, uh, dear friends. God has pronounced a, de- uh, a certain degree of reprobation upon us. And what does that mean? Well, it means that people, um, uh, because people have turned away from the Bible, because they have turned away, from the Word of God and the ministry of the Word of God, to a great extent because people are not going anymore to the house of God. The Lord's Day, even amongst Christians, they don't keep the Lord's Day. They say, oh, this is of the past. We don't, we don't want to be under the law. And yet the apostle Paul says he delights in the law of God after the inward man. But the, the Lord's Day is disregarded by unbelievers. And, uh, and, and so what is God saying to, to us as a society? He says, all right, you you don't want me. I'll just let you go on your way. You just go on your way. Be without me. If that's what you want, you go be be without me. If you Christians just want to have your Sunday morning, then that's fine. You, You have your Sunday mornings. But this is what you get, my dear friends. If you think you can get on without praying, if you think you can get on without my worship, and just have a, as Alan used would say about Christians being having a title, SMOs, some Sunday morning only." Christians. If you want to have that title, then, then go your way. Have your Sunday mornings. But in Romans chapter one, you have those horrifying words. Three times it is report, uh, repeated, "God gave them up. God gave them up. God gave them over." And that's what we see. You, you you really want to have as little of me as you want? Okay, I'll give you as little of myself and as my blessings as I want. And so it is that what you have today, just today, 9th of February, two thousand twenty-three, the Church of England has agreed to to give the prayers of blessing upon the sodomite unions in In so-called their their sham marriage, you, you don't want me? I will let you go. I will give you give you over if you don't, if you don't want me. And this is what we see all over the place, and every tier of society and uh, and the media is pumping it all out. and with, let me finish with this, dear friends. Christians are out of sorts. Christians fourthly, are out of order. That's another explanation. And evidence is uh, for this sleepy Christianity of our day is that many Christians, professing Christians, are terribly out of order. Uh, the kind of Christianity that we have, we go to church to, to make ourselves happy. We go to have good time and hearing some sort of a charismatic preacher uh, as in As an enthusiastic preacher, preaching some wonderful messages, encouraging messages and devotional messages, and that kind of a thing and um and Christians are busy laughing in our day. they have their hands in their pockets, singing as if God doesn't matter and and dear friends this maybe it is me, maybe i'm being too harsh here. I don't know, maybe it is my cultural background or something of that nature. But I feel we have a Christianity with hands in the pocket, just easygoing kind of Christianity, really no care in the world. Yes, things are bad, but things are not that bad. I'm not being burnt at the stake. And my friends, uh, we we are uh, no wonder we, have, um, th- we are in a state that we are. There is the Grammy Awards and there are popular Christian, uh, supposedly evangelical Christians uh, are receiving nominations in the Grammy Awards where there is the Satanism being promoted. And this is, this is a Christian band. I won't mention their names, but many, many people are listening to them. And there are fundamentalist churches are listening to their music singing their praises uh, in the worship services and they're receiving awards by the Grammys. What are we doing dear friends? We should not be laughing. We should not be uh, siding with the world and receiving their trophies and awards. We should be uh, weeping over the state of our land dear friends. We should be weeping over the state of the church. There is no time for laughter for the Christian. It is a a day when we are in danger of seeing the very ark of God taken away by the Philistines. And we are teetering on the brink of the loss of the gospel itself from our own churches. And if if there is any hope at all, it is in crying out to God. As we are meeting together, cry out to God. We are not here to just have a nice chat, but we we we, want, we are crying to God, Lord, do not go away from us. Oh, God, take not from us of thy Holy Spirit. Hide not thy face anymore from our land, our land of England and Wales and Scotland and Northern Ireland and United States and, and Australia and, and wherever you are from. We have sinned, oh God, make not thyself a stranger to us forever. Yet this is not very much sin, dear friends. This is not very much seen. And we come back again to Bishop Hooper. He died on such a day as this. He died calling upon uh, the name of the Lord, praying for a reformation in England. And, you know, through his death and suffering, uh, there was a great reformation and revival took place in England and throughout Europe, Uh, We need such burning lights, uh, dear friends, in our day. And here the apostle says, therefore, let us not sleep as do others. Yes, let others sleep. Let others laugh and and receive their trophies and uh, be lulled to sleep by by Morpheuses of this world. But let us watch, watch in prayer. Let us storm the gates of heaven and let us be sober. Let us be serious about the things of God. This is what we need, dear friends. And God will answer us. Don't be discouraged. The hardships are ahead of us. The hardships are there as you go to install servers and as you install various equipments. The hardships are there. The enemy attacks. Um, But, my friends, if God is for us, who can be against us? If God is awake, if Jesus Christ is for us, and is working at his purposes, let us then watch and be sober. Let us not be sleeping, spiritually speaking, but let us be awake and, uh, and, and see the work of God being done in his way, in his own timing. Be encouraged, dear friends. Your families may be broken up. Your children may be far from the things of God. Your homes may not be what you wanted to be. But let us not sleep still. Uh, Let us um, watch and be sober. Let us continue praying. And God will in, in his own time do a great work, which we have not yet thought or which we have not yet imagined. Well, may God bless us. Amen.